0: Hello, this is Matt Moreau, the worship pastor here at Glen Ellen Bible Church. You're listening to the Next Level Podcast. Today, we're going to answer and of questions from
1: Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Hey, everyone, I'm John Vanderveld. Hi, I'm Simone Helpin. And I'm Kelly Brady, and I serve as senior pastor here at Glen Ellen Bible Church. Thanks for tuning in today to the Next Level Podcast.
2: morning everybody hello good, morning. good to see y'all good to see you matt uh, simone kelly
0: <laughs> it's a chiefs monday anyone else feeling that
1: the cowboys baby they beat the cowboys that's great that's good how win. about them bears
3: oh man uh, it was heartbreaking the whole Soldier Field was chanting Andy. I know.
0: Andy. I mean, there was a, that's quite the turn. That's quite the turnaround know, from the beginning know, of the season know, when they know, were chanting uh, <laughs> yeah, other things. Uh, Justin's name while <laughs> Andy things. was playing. Yeah. When they were they were chanting yeah, Justin's name. You gotta be name, resilient. Yeah, right, Football's
3: when, not for you know wimps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like that? <laughs> we felt really good about ourselves for I'm not like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and then they marched down the field and scored again. Yeah. Painful. All right, well. Should we do that was ref- a good sports moment, guys, right? <laughs> that, nice that's job. our best effort. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> do you
2: want to hear any other in-depth analysis?
0: <laughs> uh, moving to the weather report.
2: Mr. Brady, <laughs>
0: how's traffic looking on ninety this morning? <laughs> Actually, I think we should talk about some Christmas lights.
1: What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I-, I saw you got yours up. I got, I got mine up. I had some You g- led the charge. Some other guys on the street were texting me last night, hey, I got my lights up. So,
0: nice. No. I just re- I just painfully remembered last year it was sleeting <laughs> and freezing when I was putting my lights up, mm. and I thought I will never mm. do this again. Like I will
2: not not put lights up. I will yeah. never let this happen again. I went big a couple years ago on lights, and now it's kind of like I don't know. Like I went, like everyone's like, we need lights on the house. Yeah, let's go get some lights. You know, so I went to like Walmart, like only place I had <laughs> lights left. Mm. It was like Walmart, you know? And I brought them back, and I put them up, and I realized they weren't, like, nice white. No, they, no. Were like, they were, like, high, like energy efficient, uh, slightly blue LEDs.
3: Slightly <laughs> <laughs> blue.
2: Like, and I, like, put them up, and Carrie's like,
3: <laughs> eh, that's not really what we were looking for.
2: But, you know, I did tried. it. tried. I did it.
3: The house that had a gigantic skeleton decorated for Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. our close to us. I was like With oh, a, good. a major scene. And <laughs> <laughs> Make Light. up your mind, Light. bro. <laughs> I'm so confused. I know, right? <laughs> right.
2: Light of the world science. Yes. Exactly. They just
3: into <laughs> themes, you know? I like it. Can't wait to see what they do for Valentines.
2: We have uh, we've in our neighborhood we have uh, a, like it's like a landscaping company. A guy owns a landscaping company and he's in construction or something and he's got one of those trucks that has a bucket. Mm. on it that you can go up high and so every he hasn't done it the last year but maybe the year before he did he'll decorate like way up high he'll put lights like in this in this you know tree and and it's really cool i saw him out there hey so our church is fun. decorated hey we are. i did
3: notice i like I, it the garland
2: yeah well and it's all lit, it'll be lit up it was it was on the last night yeah Oh, did it light up last night yeah they they oh, yeah cool. we got it all set so cool lovely it's
0: yeah. fun Good. All right. Well, let's get into some questions. We have a lot of questions today. It's been good. I feel like there's good momentum with the podcast and people texting in questions. Yeah.
1: And we're not... Uh, I had some people test in, uh... Text in, uh... Quite, uh, corrections like where exactly is the study that you referenced? And then I had trouble finding the study. So, uh,
0: is the four two niner? <laughs>
1: is there a niner in there? <laughs> um, your point is people are listening, yeah, which yeah. is great. And I told someone, you know, the podcast is a double edged sword. I do believe that every pastor in America should be answering questions. I think it's really good for my soul, mm. it's appropriately humbling, but. The truth is, the more I talk, the the higher the likelihood I will say something stupid. And so, I I think we almost need a podcast to to debrief the podcast. To debrief the podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's where we're headed.
2: I was, you know, we're getting like applications in for the campus pastor job or applications. Uh, People send their resumes and teaching samples and just like, I was, (laughs) so I was watching. And guys, you get everything across the board here. So all sorts of people and interests and experience and everything. And I try to do my due diligence and the initial look to, to look at what people send me, you know? And, um, somebody sent in a sermon sample where they, they preached and then they stopped and said, anybody got any questions Mm. before I go to my next point? Like opened it up, opened it up. Wow. That's awesome. It it was a decent sized room. Wow. Wow. And people are like, I got a qu- I mean and it, it was, there was dialogue and no. question and then yeah. he's like all right here's my next thing and That's terrific. I was like it's okay cool. yeah. mm-hmm. go for it mm-hmm. you know, I've at, done at that my a last, couple times well
0: yeah. at my last uh the last church I was at we did um they texted in questions for Post after the service, mm. so it was basically service is done. If you want to leave, leave. We're going to answer text questions now, okay. oh, and cool. then text oh, questions right. would come up on the screen, and the pastor would just answer them right there in the in the moment.
3: Yeah, it makes Which, you feel accessible. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. No. You don't always feel that yeah. with a church the size and a senior pastor. So
2: another church it. they took a break in the middle of the thing of the service, like sang or whatever, did some teaching. The, announcements. the thing, the worship service, <laughs> yeah, the whatever thing. it's called. <laughs> you know that thing we do on Sunday, yeah. <laughs> and. Then the big people like left. They got coffee, whatever. Then they came back and like an they, intermission. Yeah, like an intermission. Hmm. Okay, it's like wow. Okay, I've been in a church that's done that, but that's yeah. It's kind I don't of know interesting. How you feel about that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to feel very connected to the spiritual aspect of, of gathering. Right. I feel like that would just kind of you know, like, stop sign, boom. And then high yeah. school, general um, would have been peacing out at that point. <laughs> hey, you give me an in, I'm taking <laughs> yeah, it. No. All right. Wait, we're, we're now, done now. We, go, we good.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, just to reiterate, uh, today we have two different types of questions. We have, um, the questions that pertain directly to Sunday sermon. And then we have some other questions that are just m- m- more in general in nature. Um, about theology. So we'll take the questions pertaining to the sermon first. Here we go. First question What does it mean that, quote, He will rule the nations with an iron scepter, end quote? Will there be a time on earth after Christ's coming when all Christian and non Christians will live on earth with Christ as ruler prior to the final judgment?
1: Yeah, there will be a reign of Christ on earth before the final judgment. Chapter 19 characterizes the nature of Christ's return as a warrior. In chapter twenty, talks about he, the warrior he sets up his kingdom, his earthly kingdom. It's referred to as the millennial, well, one thousand year reign of Christ, and it comes before the final judgment. Uh, however, the description of Jesus's rule with an iron scepter may refer more to his posture as a warrior than it does to actual the millennial reign. Here's the verse: It's uh, Revelation nineteen fifteen. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword, sword with which to strike down the nations? And then it quotes from Psalm two, "He will rule them with an iron scepter. He ch- treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty." And again, it's a direct quote from Psalm two verse nine. Uh, psalm two is a beautiful psalm. It's a hard psalm to read. It's a messianic psalm. At one point, the psalmist says, "Kiss the sun, SON." And I, I forget exactly. it says, "Kiss the sun." I'm gonna look it up real quick. But sounds, it, sounds like a controversial worship song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sloppy wet kiss, whatever that David Crowder song was. Sorry, go ahead. Kiss the son, or he will be angry, is the NIV. I think there are some other translations are a little more harsh, but kiss the son, S O N, or he will be angry, and which will lead to your destruction, is Psalm two. But. Um, I, I really think it has more to do this iron scepter with the notion of of the nation submitting to Jesus. I'm not sure it's referring to his millennial reign. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that if someone wanted to say that. I do believe in the millennial reign uh, of Christ on earth, and then soon after that, following the judgment. Um, so, Simone, do you remember your premillennial, amillennial? Uh, <laughs> Pre
2: trip. I was just going to say, you skipped step. over the trip stuff. <laughs> sure. Do you remember any of that, that stuff from seminary? I do. I you do? Yeah, I just sidestepped, get, don't, side-stepped don't, all that. We're route. giving the moody grad the mic on this? Come
1: no. on. No. Come on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 all I know is that I know nothing. That's what I know. Ah, yeah. uh, here's That's what awesome. I know <laughs> Jesus is coming back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And soon, I hope.
0: As a Mm -hmm. warrior. I would just like Mm -hmm. to say, I'm probably the most. I might be the most freshly read on the topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just finishing. I can't remember it. (laughs) Pre,
1: pre, post, ah. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. I do know, I have. uh, Initially, there were a lot of folks saying, aren't you going to get in the weeds? Aren't you going to get in the weeds? And. No, was the answer to that question. I'm not going <laughs> to give you the, But then I've, I've heard from a number of people, they said it's been refreshing to mm-hmm. move through the book of Revelation mm-hmm. and, and cover it as, at a theological level you know, more than an eschatological level, meaning all the details on... On tribulation yeah. and the right. millennial reign of Christ, mm-hmm. whether pre or post, or all for those millennial.
0: for those wondering, right, we're talking about the t- the specific timeline of how all of this unfolds, play, unfolds
1: and plays mm-hmm. out. And right? again, I, I think it would be great if you want to dig in that nitty gritty that you you uh, go to the adult ed class that meets on Sunday mornings and they're digging it up as best they can, but they That's would good. tell you as well that there's you know diverse opinion in the room mm-hmm. and and lots of opinion to be had and a, and a lot of books written on it. So.
3: I would add to my brilliant statement of Jesus is coming back <laughs> yeah. and I would add to that and we are to be ready. I feel like that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I take from yeah. the book of Revelation.
1: That's good. What'd you, what you guys think all, all week long, you know, I, I worked really hard to, to turn the corner to positive as quickly mm-hmm. as I could, but it's hard to, you know, because of child dedications, mm-hmm. we, we have a lot of visitors coming at that time and I just, I, you want a, a gospel message that, um, it was anyway. a little, no, you're, you, you're
2: sensitive. It was a little bit like this summer where worship in the park was almost going to fall on the husbands and wives section <laughs> of <laughs> the <Quatians. laughs> <Right. laughs> like, hear. Like I flipped open the schedule. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you know, so I think your caution and your sensitivity is really wise. I mean, I want to, you know, uh, pump you up here too much, man. You know, keep you humble a little bit. But I thought you did a great job moving from child dedication to the child of Jesus to what we imagine mm-hmm. to robes dipped in blood. To robes dipped in blood, <laughs> yeah. in it. and I thought you were honestly. I thought you were that really the... clear and mm-hmm. and sort of. I want to say sensitive because you weren't sensitive you aware can of have, the audience. Yeah, have connotations of that you were weak or something, mm-hmm. but you, I thought you were aware of the audience. I thought it was a nice, a nice uh, segue. We have a question on the imagination. Is that? Yeah. Because that, that was unique. You
0: don't Read usually. Read the
1: question. I have a question for y'all. So you... Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the
0: next question. Uh, you encourage us to picture Jesus and exercise our imagination. How does that work exactly? It makes <laughs> me nervous. When might imagination not serve us well? So do you want to recap what you said?
1: yeah I just I really uh, before I, I announced the, the day's passage of Revelation 19 revealing Christ as a warrior I kind of s- tried to do my best to set it up we all I to a certain extent have an image of Christ in our mind's eye um, and it's usually at a time in his life that uh, draws us comfort or might even challenge us and so uh, the baby Christ in a manger very comforting. Uh, imagery of God identifying with us at our weakest point, the newborn point. And then um, maybe, and so I was just trying to challenge people to, to, you know, how do you image Christ, imagine him, and you, we all should be, and in second service I did a much better job, I really kind of enjoyed the moment, pointing out that the second commandment, you should make no graven images, I think part of the reason that God prohibited the making of images of God is because He was going to give us mm. the real image in Christ, yeah. and so and that 's part of the reason i don 't have a problem with Greek Orthodox iconography right yeah. icons of Christ, statues of Christ, pictures of christ, films of christ i don 't have a problem with that because Christ has now come, mm. he is in flesh, we have the image of the invisible God in Jesus christ now i can 't tell you exactly what he looks like, but God has Historically, actually revealed himself physically. Right. All right. All that to say, here's my question for you guys: How do you think of Christ when you think of him? I think of. Well, sorry, I just jumped. John, up. <laughs> how do you think? <laughs>
2: <clears throat> I think of uh, the picture I have of Christ as the feeding of the five thousand. Mm. What like, about right that? in the heart of his? His compassion ministry, wow. his teaching ministry to his disciples, like the the image of Christ um, on the cross is not mm-hmm. the one I go to. Mm-hmm. The resurrected kind of um, heavenly or ascent, the resurrection body, the heaven, and then the heavenly ascension, like that. I don't go to that in my mind. I go to right in the heart mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I'm leading. He's he's around the fire with his disciples. He's deep into ministry, coaching them, leading them. And and then showing his compassion for the multitudes, mm-hmm. and that's just the picture I get in my head. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, just, but, but, Kelly, but in, in what context? Like when you when you're praying, when you just just when is I is that the fir- where you go when first I, when no, I like... think of Jesus? Okay, you know, like if if somebody yeah somebody says what who is Jesus? That would be the first part of the description. Mm-hmm. I would I would go to that's good.
1: Simone.
3: I think I'm I'm trying to think what's my first picture of Jesus and I have some catholic roots when I was younger and you do? Um, yeah yeah I mean I didn't become a christian until later and so when I went to church it was always a, a catholic later. <laughs> When did you I was a te- become a, christian? a teenager? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when I was at whenever I was in church as a child it was in a catholic setting and I my grandparents were Catholic and I think they had pictures of Jesus in their house and it was like kind of the traditional long hair I don't remember the blue eyes but I do he had long hair and wore a white robe and had lambs mm, <laughs> those yeah, are like the first right? those, that's like so I still think I picture that because I was probably in an, an etched memory in my mm. brain but I also think of him as of lately you know the last several years I've just been so overwhelmed with his ministry particularly to women's shocking to all of you I'm sure and uh, don't apologize for I, I see him, I see him in those contexts. Yeah. He still has the long flowy what? hair and the white robe. But what, a blue sash? No sash, <laughs> no sash. No sash. <laughs> I don't see a sash. I'm trying to replace that image yeah. of Jesus. The
2: felt board Jesus from Sunday school? Right, yeah. it was like
3: a watercolor painting of yeah. him. I'd like to move him into Jim Caviezel because he is better looking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm try, trying to move him. That's, that's the Jesus I'm going, but still ministering to women. That's right. That's, that's what good. I picture. Yeah. Have you uh-huh. watched The Chosen? I haven't. What the heck? I know. I need to. It,
1: it, the, I need episode to. Episode one, season one is Mary Magdalene.
3: Yeah. That's,
2: you've got to I know.
3: To I got to figure out. I got to show me how to do it. I yeah. got to get an app and download stuff. and Chosen app. It feels Just complicated. It,
1: it's The Chosen <laughs> app. Download it.
0: Start watching. Okay.
3: I don't watch a lot of TV, I really don't. All
0: right, Matt. Um, You know, I usually, I have the Catholic background stuff too. Mm -hmm. So I have those images kind of there and it's hard to get out. But I I often think about uh, Christ on the cross and mm. Christ resurrected, but mm. like the moment I rarely think about Christ, like in your context that John, where you're talking about you doing ministry. Yeah. Like I just, I don't go there a lot. I usually am thinking of him in his, you know, robe in the big moments of like, I don't know, like when in, in worship, a lot of times that's where I am yeah. thinking. Cause you know, most of our songs deal with one or the other. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. When I was a, a kid um, we used to go, I don't know, my mom had something in, and we would go like stay at like a lady's house for like the day when we were little mm-hmm. and she would have us take a nap and it, it was she was an older, like a grandma in the church and it was just like childcare, my sister and I and she would be like, okay, you know, John, you can go take a nap and it was like the guest room or whatever and on the wall, this is a lot of detail, <laughs> on the wall. I'm right there I'm with right you, right, keep I going. <laughs> so on the wall was a significant cross mm. with a totally... Like the the crown of thorns and like mm. like blood, mm. a crucifix. Know? Yeah, I'm like five. A body? Was there a body on the cross? A body yeah, yeah. on the cross. That's mm-hmm. a lot. And it mm-hmm. was it was good size. Yeah. Now it probably was just like totally normal. Like if I looked at it now, I'd be like, "What are you afraid of?"
3: But in your little brain, never mm-hmm. slept
2: a wink <laughs> in that room. <laughs> just like this, like like <laughs> Totally. So I don't know. No. I mean, the images that we present to people at a young age, mm-hmm. they matter. Can be the mm-hmm. images that no. we we carry on. Hmm. I was going to ask you a question yep. uh, Since you asked us a question Is there a description anywhere In scripture of what Jesus
1: looked hmm. like We're actually told he, he was plain, he had no Form or majesty that we'd be drawn To him, the Caviezel Longing is, yeah. uh, is, I was looking for you to correct that's why, I, that's why I brought this up <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I didn't use the word Longing <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, next year they're coming out with another Jesus movie and it's Chan- uh, T- Tatum Channing, right? Channing Tatum. Yeah. You know, so, you so you're good. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I was
3: going to say, that's a <laughs> drastic know. contrast. <laughs>
2: Chris, it's Chris Helmsworth. It's, it's Thor. You, yeah. But, yeah. but I'm still speaking in his Australian accent. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: He's giant, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, six, eight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm there's kidding. no... I, Not that I'm He's aware supposed of. to be
0: pretty average, right? Yeah. Like, according to that. Yeah. Just a few lines about it, Seems right? Down.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So, when is imagination get then dangerous? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing, I, I would say don't be nervous about the imagination. I, so, God gave us our minds, and imagination is a part of comprehension. It's a, so, a part of the work of reading for comprehension is picturing what you're reading in your mind's eye, right? No? I mean, when we tell I, little children. I think we, it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we say mm-hmm. now you, you, when we teach them to read for comprehension. Now, what did you read? Mm-hmm. You know, they oh, had to. Yeah, they had to assemble the image, some image mm-hmm. in their mind, and or facts, or so. Just on face value, God's given us our mind. He's given us the imagination. It's a part of comprehension. I'm not sure why Christians, but I grew up in a culture imagination. Was a slippery slope mm. to the demonic. I'm not kidding you. Mm-hmm. The it was a southern fundamentalist oh, yeah. culture in which artists were were on the slippery slope. Totally,
2: and a, and a fear of the make believe.
1: Yeah, the make believe. Yes, yeah, that, that was. Yeah. You're on your way to you know. Fantasy was a step away from mm-hmm. magic, mm. which is a step away from asking Satan into your life. Yeah. So, mm. but it shouldn't be that way, and we should reclaim the imagination, and we should. Uh, mobilize our imaginations. Mm-hmm. We should. I frankly, I think we should exercise our imaginations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Uh, I'll say, our imaginations might not serve us well, or it could serve us poorly, if we are imagining sin mm-hmm. and participation in sin. Mm-hmm. Right. No, sure.
2: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think also uh, it doesn't serve us well if we are imagining things that s- only serve us well, rather than what mm. you know we yep. make
3: the greater body. Yeah, I mean, or we yeah. make
2: Jesus into or something that isn't really true.
3: Yeah. Yes. You know?
2: Because yeah. um, there isn't make-believe with Jesus. There's, mm-hmm. But imagining him in the ways that we, it stays true to his character, and mm-hmm. like it could, I'm, we've been joking about mm-hmm. who we, you know, mm-hmm. I think it wouldn't serve us well to imagine Jesus as a, you know, thor- six foot
1: eight. Mm-hmm. Six foot
2: eight. 300 with, pounds. You know, right. you know, Whatever It just doesn't It's not reality uh, At all But imagining him Caring for us In who he is His character I think is Is all good So I When we read
1: scripture We should pause And picture What we're reading yeah, as best we can. Mm-hmm. We should this week. The payoff for the book of Revelation is coming this week. You know, mm-hmm. uh, new heavens in the new earth and uh, the presence of God. Uh, the sunshine, S U N, is no longer needed because God's presence wow. is lighting mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And so we should pause and imagine some the presence of a person so brilliant that the sun's not needed any longer. Yeah. yeah. So we should we should pause. Um, I think we could rightly pause and also the torture of the demoniac that jesus delivered uh at in uh in the region of the garrisons right so we could we could you know what must it have been like for jesus to to come ashore and be met by a man shouting at him and we should we should picture those scenes i mean that's why we love drama for that reason um is is it, it enlivens? It awakens our imaginations.
3: I think it's hard to like spend an extended amount of time in prayer and in silence and just that that spirit of solitude without using your imagination. I mean, what you, it's hard to turn your mind completely off and to invite God into meeting you in those places takes a, a bit of imagination. Like trying to be completely still before Him and have everything else out of your mind. That takes it's a it's a form of discipline. I feel like to to be able to do that and invite I, you know what i mean
1: i know exactly what you mean and i actually think that the screen reality mm-hmm. the media reality uh undermines the discipline needed to imagine mm-hmm. scripture yeah so every everything is so visual and we we rely on television and for entertainment to be fed to us through, you know, visually. It's not even
3: television anymore.
1: It's just, right, yeah, wherever. It's your phone. So that we don't, I think, exercise the imagination and we are fairly, uh, generally afraid to be alone with our minds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine, you know, uh, the command of like meditating on God's word mm. day and night and you'd be blessed like mm-hmm. out of the Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but it's hard for me to imagine meditating on God's Word without your imagination. Right. Like yeah.
3: We're training our brains to need a constant stimulation that's coming from something else other than just our imagination.
1: Well, and I actually think there is a real presence, an actual presence of God to be experienced by setting our minds on Him. Mm-hmm. And that includes our imagination. Yeah. And so in prayer, I... I've shared this before, so I'll share the weird again. In prayer, I'll, I'll often picture Christ with me. So you, maybe you've been a part of small group experiences before where there's an empty chair. It's set out, you know, this is the chair of God's availability with us. Are you weirded out by that, Simone? <laughs> I'm just thinking about our small group. <laughs> Should we have something? I one? dare
0: you. <laughs> 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 Do you put food at it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you serve it? All right. Can you imagine? Okay. All right. I just, so, so can I t- just push on the imagination thing a little bit? There's a danger in imagining things that are not true and then presenting them as true. I think that's a little bit of okay. what people are pushing. So I'm a German Nazi, and I imagine Jesus as blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Right, inconsistent I, with Scripture. And I paint that picture yeah. and pre- present
1: it as True. Yeah, so where two or more are gathered, there I am in your midst. Totally. All right, so I have no problem imagining Christ with, with us in us. the room. Mm-hmm.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, but, but what do you imagine him doing? Yeah. Wearing an yeah. American flag and holding a forty five. No. Wow. So I'm just saying these are these things, are These are real T-shirts. These are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it, we so should. So and so is my president and Jesus is my savior. Yeah. On the same yeah. flag. Hmm. I'm just saying there, yep. there's a presentation. I, I agree a wholeheartedly with yep. what you're doing, but there is a caution, I think, that people are, in some ways, are rightly given to. Imagine Jesus for who he is in his true character. According to Scripture. According to Scripture and yep. what he really. Because yep. you can. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Hmm. It can get um, hijacked.
3: Yeah. So you've been in a small group before where you've had an empty chair.
2: I'm sure man, yeah. you've been a pastor as long as Kelly has.
3: There's <laughs> you've nothing. Seen it all. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I have one more question and not to belabor this. You can delete me. I love this. To. Okay, good. You can delete, cancel. <laughs> cancel. me. Cancel yeah. me. Um, it was years ago, I went to a healing prayer retreat. Now yes, i pumped. Here yeah. we go, yeah. this I know, is i did, pre- We loving. didn't talk about it on Friday when you did healing prayer with us. Cause I know it was like, a, we skimmed the surface. I know we could go on for days. But one of the things the leader led us through was a time of being in prayer, being quiet before the Lord and asking God to enter into our thoughts, to enter mm-hmm. into our time of prayer with him. And then as we got better at doing that throughout the retreat, we went into some deeper stuff. And he had said, if there's a time in your life where you felt God's absence, Mm. ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. Where was he when X, Y, or Z occurred in your life? Mm -hmm. And you were doing this in prayer, in your mind. And I had a real experience feeling like, Jesus, I had no idea you were actually with me Mm -hmm. when this happened versus looking, feeling in the moment as if you were, you weren't yeah. and it that brought healing knowing That's that powerful. god it was super powerful but it, it, it evoked the imagination i felt like he was leading us through this thinking it could go wrong you know there there could be something you might not hear from god it could make your experience feel even worse mm-hmm. it could you, know, you see what i'm saying and yeah. so i know that he was coaching us through it saying here are the steps to enter into this level of imagination but mm-hmm. it, we were coached through it so I don't there's,
2: a, there's a good book um I think it's just called Healing Prayer by Rick. Terry Wardle? Oh, no, that one too.
3: Okay, that's who did this. That's who I did this with.
2: There's one by Rick Richardson who's, he's actually, Rick has preached here and he teaches at Wheaton College. And he has a whole section on imagination that a lot Mm. of our wounds come from things that we, false uh, images and Mm -hmm. things that we have imagined about who God is, about Jesus, where he was or where he wasn't, right. why, and the healing of our imagination. And then to, a lot of what you're talking about, Kelly, the healthy, mm. uh, replacing that with healthy um, images, healthy things that our mind...
3: Or um, just tr- or truth. That's yeah. exactly, because right. Right, they're right, true,
2: right. they're healthy. So Good, thanks, Kelly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's good stuff. All right, let's go on to the next one. You elaborated on the name of Jesus as, quote, faithful and true, end quote. How would you explain the other names of Jesus as, quote,
1: the Word of God, and, quote, King of Kings, and, quote, Lord of Lords? Yeah, there's a bunch of names in the passage we moved through on Sunday, uh, faithful and true being just one of them. I, you know, I kind of selected what I wanted to uh, drill down on, but. Um, We know the author of the book of Revelation is John. He also wrote a gospel which begins, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so when I see in Revelation 19, John reiterating that the one on this white horse, his name is the Word of God, I think, oh, Mm -hmm. here's a theme that John really likes. I remember this from his gospel. And so the Word in, in that first century context was it just um it's um it's logos which means it's a it's a concept of wisdom and it's it's but it's larger than wisdom it's it's the governing principles that that drive and order the world so logos the word of god is, is this overarching governing principle that runs the world. So when we say that he's the image of the invisible God, that he's over all creation, he's sovereign over creation, this would be um, synonymous with he's the word. He's the governing principle that, that drives all reality. King of kings and lord of lords just gets again to his sovereignty, his absolute rule, his power. There is no king, there is no lord that can or should oppose him. Um, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is lord. That's, that's where history is headed. It's, all of history is headed towards uh, a submission to the creator and sustainer mm-hmm. of all things, who is Jesus. Man. Remember when you said Jesus was tatted?
2: <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I thought you handled that really well. He's got a tattoo
1: on his thigh. It says, oh, I don't know if he's tatted, but it's written. <laughs> it's second service again. Uh, yeah, I said it's written on his thigh. I don't know if it's permanent ink. I can't tell you. <laughs> I that was really good. We may I or may not start Googling
3: well. tattoos during yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Right. How? I mean, you're... in if you tat- tattooed King of Kings and Lord of Lords on your thigh, yeah, that's that's probably not a good move.
1: Yeah, uh, right? fine tats just generally are <laughs> a whole nother level of tattoo. Yeah, but. I mean, you've got that lower back one that looks kind of, <laughs> right? the, tri- tri- <laughs> the tribal, tribal <laughs> barbed wire on the bicep. Totally Matt's,
2: did. Matt's good. You got a good tattoo, I did. <laughs> So glad I did that. <laughs>
3: I feel like there's more to that story.
2: But there's, It will connect in with a question we have later, probably. It will.
1: Mm-hmm. It will, actually. <laughs> do we, what do we have coming up? Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> Stay tuned,
1: <laughs> folks. Matt has a level of expertise
0: <laughs> that he's about to offer. i already thought about how I'm going to answer that question. <laughs>
1: This morning on our podcast, we'd like to bring special attention to our upcoming Advent series titled, The Miracle of Christmas. We hope you'll join us this December as we look forward to celebrating the birth of Christ. And we'd encourage you to be inviting friends and family and neighbors to our services throughout the Advent season. And as a special part of our Advent season, we're going to be highlighting some ministry partners from the community with whom we love to share in God's goodness. And so we hope that you'll be a part of the Advent season, come out, invite friends. I think it'll be a special time of year as we highlight some ministry partners, lift up Christ and celebrate what he's doing in and through and for our community of faith.
0: All right, so let's move into some more uh, general theological questions. So here we go. Uh, baby dedications seem valuable, but would GBC baptize an infant? If not, uh, if not why not? Yeah, so Thanks. we did...
1: Child dedication, Sunday morning, and I just love child dedications. Mm. For me, it's, it's just, um, it's, a, it's a beautiful representation that the family of God, the family of God is really a part of nurturing families. Mm. Um, and it's just beautiful to see these young families. And I remember being a young parent standing up on this platform and uh, hearing the people of God, many of whom are still here today and have been a blessing to my children in their journey and are still a blessing to my kids. So, I love it. All right, infant baptism. You know, half, just statistically, half, more than half of DuPage County uh, identifies with churches that baptize infants. So the Roman Catholic Church and then mainline denomination church. Half of DuPage County, 500,000, identify as Roman Catholic. So right there. But, you know, Lutheran, uh, Presbyterian, Episcopalians, mainline Protestant denominations as well, baptize infants. We do not. So GEBC does not baptize infants. Um, Although we wouldn't condemn that activity at other churches. I don't get that feel it's never been kind of the posture of Glowing Bible Church to take a stand against infant baptism. We don't do it ourselves. Would you say so, John? That yeah, I think that's you a good get? way to say it. Yeah, yeah. We don't. Ta- we wouldn't do it ourselves, but we wouldn't condemn it at other churches. Uh, we... And there's
2: a lot of churches that are similar to us that baptize infants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Outside of mainline, yes. So yeah, there are a lot some... of the Reformed, yeah, uh, Christian Reformed, Reformed Church in America. Yeah. yeah. It, do you well? think, um, are, so
0: our uh, child dedications, is there any one verse in the Bible where you would say, oh, right there, that's, that's why we should dedicate children? Or is it just what has evolved since the Protestant break from the Catholic Church?
1: It, as- is, a, it is a product of the evolution away from infant baptism. Uh but it's also an affirmation that parents are the primary disciple makers in their home. Uh I think it's Ephesians six, uh, one, um, or it's and it's uh, raise your children, in the nurture and the affirmation of the Lord. Uh, I'm botching that off the top of my head. But just the notion that parents are charged to raise their kids. Um knowing Christ uh loving Christ following Christ and then the church is supposed to be supporting in that effort so yeah
0: I mean I because I don't think anybody would ever say that it's like a not biblical to do that as far as a good or as far as a bad thing goes right it seems like a good thing Yeah, um, for sure but I just I was just wondering if there is, is any commanded? No. yeah right no. right right like if there's any
1: anywhere to hang your hat on that but Fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, Ephesians 6, 4. It's kind of
2: marking a moment of commitment to those texts yeah. and that, that call
1: and, and command, right? And, yeah. and to your point, Matt, neither is there a command to baptize children, uh, infants.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah.
1: the reason Glow Bible Church won't, baptize infants is we are afraid that it confuses the gospel. We would be, we feel that it would be easy to misunderstand infant baptism as a saving act. Uh, and so while we know that there are churches in the area, all over the nation, the world, that don't view it as a saving act, they do it and they do their best to explain this is not a saving act. But rather a sign of the covenant promise uh, for believing parents, we simply don't want to risk the confusion. We want gospel clarity, mm-hmm. and so we we try to stay away from it. Yeah. All right. So, in the reason churches baptize infants is because uh, textually Colossians two, baptism is described as the new sign of. The covenant taking the place of circumcision, and of course, infants were circumcised, or or anybody that converted, even adult males were circumcised if they were converting to Judaism. But circumcision typically took place on the eighth day in the Jewish community. It was the sign of the covenant of God's faithfulness and His blessing of the descendants of Abraham. I mean, there's it, there's no mystery as to why the circumcision, the mark, why the mark of circumcision was taken. God had promised to bless all His descendants, and that's a clear way to remember <laughs> God is plan uh, is going to bless my descendants by, you know, marking the male reproductive organ. So baptism is the is the New Testament sign of the covenant, and um, and it takes the place of circumcision. And so uh, the church, uh, I'm going to say, uh, lapsed into to giving that sign to infants in believing households, but. Every New Testament example of baptism is of a baptism after the confession. And of course infants can't make a confession, sure. Mm-hmm.
3: So if you were baptized as an infant, mm-hmm. would you make the recommendation that you're baptized as an adult? I think it's believer's baptism? I
1: think it's great mm-hmm. because all I think it is wise to do it. Uh, again, we don't even believe that adult <laughs> baptism is self Right. Right. So I Symbolic. think it is I think it's a great opportunity to make your faith known. So if, if you were baptized as in an infant, that's, that's fine. If, that, if you wanna take that as your baptism and as the sign of, of God's work in your life, um, that's terrific, but there's just no New Testament examples mm-hmm. and so I think it's a great opportunity to enter the water and tell the, word, the world and follow Christ in baptism. Mm-hmm. Remember, Christ was circumcised and baptized. Mm. So if you were baptized in, as an infant, that's you know, kind of the, the New Testament sign, some would say. Well, then why not be baptized as an adult mm-hmm. as well? Good point. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. And
0: this is the last one.
3: there we go. I have very little
0: to offer <laughs> here, folks. <laughs> is it okay to consume alcohol as long as you don't get drunk? Is it similarly okay to consume cannabis, THC, within limits?
1: All right, so I'll start, then the uh, drunk I have very little to offer here. <laughs> Boom, right out of the gate. <laughs> so I'll start, and then the drunkards among no. us can finish. Oh. <laughs> so I always Gosh. like to think in a hierarchy of decision-making, and I've shared this before. And so all behaviors for me fall into four possible categories. Wise, permissible, unwise, or sinful. And I, I glean that from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and I'll just read a little bit of it here. I have the right to do anything, you say. And so Paul is actually quoting. It's quote, I have the right to do anything. And some versions are, everything is permissible for me. Then he goes on to say, but not everything's beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I'll be mastered by nothing. And so Paul's point here is: yeah, in Christ we're free. Mm. We're free. Uh, but we should not be mastered by anything. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do it, and I need to be wise. He goes on to say food for the stomach and the stomach for food. That's the reason it was created. You could insert there uh, marijuana for the smoking, and smoking is is for marijuana. Uh, But then he says God will destroy them both. And so he's, he's encouraging here the exercise of wisdom and the principle here is, don't be mastered by it. Don't be overcome by it. So that's my principle, and, and I, I treat alcohol the way I treat Oreo cookies, all right? Oreo cookies are permissible. Um, but I'll not be mastered by Oreo cookies. And I want to consume it only at a level where, where it's wise to do so, so or not unwise. So, uh, alcohol is permissible, um, but we want to consume it in moderation. I'll insert here, we shouldn't be getting buzzed, we shouldn't be getting drunk for sure, um, and we shouldn't be doing anything to medicate ourselves. We, you know, My medication is most likely, of, my medication of choice is chocolate, but I need to be wise with that. So, I have never smoked a dope, so I got nothing else to offer except my theories here, and so uh, my understanding of cannabis is if, you, if you, you don't have the option of simply enjoying the taste of a beer, like I enjoy the taste of a beer, I, I like red wine, and I can consume it without being mastered by it, intoxicated by it, my understanding of, of cannabis is that is not an option. But.
0: Uh, so what is the, for our listeners, what does the Bible say about getting drunk? Yeah, don't get drunk. Don't get drunk yeah. on wine. On wine. I mean instead. you get drunk on other stuff. <laughs> just wine, just wine, right? <laughs> so don't get drunk on wine, right. instead be filled with the spirit. Right. So is that in particular just for the Ephesians? No. <laughs> is that is that it's contextual, <laughs> right? No. It's don't don't get drunk. Right. On wine, right? I mean he's listening wine there. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and he he gives some reasons too, right? Um, it leads, uh, it leads to debauchery. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. right. Which You're it debauched. can, right? It, it can. Kind of, it can lead to passing true. out, but it can lead to debauch- debauchery too. Um, so this is obvious, as more and more states are making um, marijuana legal mm. and you can go to a dispensary and
2: get it. Yeah. And it's not just smoking. I think most of marijuana is consumed. Edibles. Recreationally edible. edibles. Right. Yeah. right.
0: Um, you know, and I, I guess first you should uh, differentiate you know that like an edible or smoking with thc with like yeah. you know we have some uh cbd, a CBD uh, oil rub at home yeah, that that right. is works really well and yeah. like you know and so there's you know there's differences yeah. right in in the products that are out there but as CBD more and more
2: doesn't have thc
0: thc is what makes you high exactly mine Alterine. Right,
3: THC is mind-altering. CBD is not.
0: Right. And so, uh, yeah, this has been a question that's kind of been a hot topic over the last eight or nine, 10 years As more and more states have legalized marijuana. Well, it's, now it's like, well, what's the difference between marijuana yeah. and alcohol? Um, and is it permissible for a Christian to use marijuana because it's legal and we can use alcohol just like we use any other Pharmaceutical drug, aspirin, whatever, ibuprofen, you know, same kind of thing. Um, my pushback has been since the beginning of it. Um, I would have a hard time t- saying, like, yeah, it's, it's fine, it's permissible because it's not incremental, and that's what Kelly was talking about a minute ago. Marijuana is not incremental, it's just not. That's a fact, and I can speak with great authority on that fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially what specifically they are vending out of the. Uh, Correct. Out of the places that you can go get this stuff, Correct. it is the most potent, highly. It's I'm assuming it, very expensive, and um, it, it is intended for just one, yes. one one take, one puff, one, and you're you're going to be as high as you're going to be. Yep. And then if you want to be high longer, you can do more. But but if you if you did more right after your initial, you don't get more high in the way that you would get more drunk
2: if you had four or five beers.
1: No one passes out from marijuana.
2: Well, yeah, they do,
0: oh, but do they? Well, you, you fall, you <laughs> can fall asleep and, oh, okay. and if it's yeah, yeah. potent
2: and especially if you're, if you haven't had a lot of it in your life, but sure, it can be more dangerous. I mean, yeah, it can be, it can alter you higher yeah. THC count in a person who has, does not have a lot of experience with marijuana or in um, their brain is not fully developed. So like youth, it can be. I mean, they can get really, really high. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um,
0: it is a different sensation than feeling drunk. It's not, as, it's not quite the equilibrium unbalanced like you feel when you're drunk. It's not the room spinning, but it is definitely a mind-altering mm-hmm. type of sensation. I would not want to do anything... Uh, cru- crucial, right? Crucial, <laughs> you know? And so I, I guess I would, I would ask if anybody, if any Christians listening are considering it because it's, you know, permissible legally, I would, I would just say, man, you want to think about that. Cause you, I could have a beer or a glass of wine and get a call from the hospital saying, you got to be here, your kids, whatever, or your wife is, boom, I'm in my car, I'm going, no problem. Mm-hmm. But that would not be the same if I had four glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Right, like so, I won't have four glasses of wine because I don't like where I'm going to be if I had four glasses there of it wine. Is. It would be the same with just having one hit of marijuana. of marijuana. Mm-hmm. You would be in a place where you would not want to do something that you needed to do. if some, if, if
1: someone were you're depending on you. Mm-hmm. you're yeah. incapacitated. I like that point, right? Yeah, right. it
3: also puts you in a place where you would do things that you wouldn't do if you were sober
1: inhibits judgment mm-hmm.
3: it does it inhibits judgment and there's like also like in
0: a... Kelly's case mm-hmm. he would eat an entire bag of, Oreos. of oreo cookies <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead keep going no 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 i we think i wrong. think
3: <laughs> it's a tricky one i appreciate the question
1: um, oh and she, we can we can distinguish but so uh, can you get the value medically
0: without the thc yes
1: not i don't know i don't know the there are some uh, like
2: um people that are smoking. So I can't speak with like full authority in this area, but I do know that people with parkinsons benefit greatly from THC.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. and not generally just generally we would give several. a pass, I think, to like people that medical. have medical I, mean, so I, I would, and
0: here's the reason, because you, there are drugs you can take where they say, "Hey, if you take this, yeah, don't you drive need, a semi truck. Right. you need to be you're going right. to be out for the uh, evening." Correct, right? But this is for your health. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Vicodin after getting so, your molars pulled or right, whatever, you yeah, know. Right. But right. if you
0: took Vicodin because, oh, I'm just going to take some Vicodin," Right. You know what I mean? Like, then that's clearly wrong. People do that. And and people do that, right? right? But they
2: do it not because of, for a medical reason, they do it just. I think we're talking more about the recreational use. Yes. Can I have, can I go to a party where they're serving edibles and enjoy that and have a buzz and get, you know, have a little bit of experience and is that okay? Mm
1: -hmm. Biblically, I'd say no. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. Yeah. Or, or uh, good for you, and mm.
0: I would say if it were incremental, I would say yes, you could do it. Yeah, you if could you, have it if you could. If have it a, were just like a beer or a glass of wine, you, you can know. enjoy
2: the taste. Well, and, and, uh, right, the, it affects people differently. Yeah. And then there's that argument. And <laughs> so some
0: people would push back on us saying, uh, that's like I when say. I do that, I get hyper-focused. Yes. I sit, I can work on my car. Oh, yeah. people, I can, you build things and yeah. I can figure out math equations and I get hyper-focused. <laughs> or yeah.
2: Or I get really, yeah. To your, I yeah. get sharp. Yeah. I get some sh- people feel that way. I get sharper I've, or other. I mean, two people can have the same thing and one person can be like half asleep and another person can be I mean, really high-functioning. Right. It's the and same
0: with people getting drunk. Exactly. Some
2: people turn into right. the life of the party. Everybody <laughs> enjoys them. They're really smart and quick-witted and all those sorts of things. Exactly. And, and other people want are thrown up in the corner. Beer muscles. <laughs> yeah. or beer muscles, beer right? Beer muscles. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, a little bit. But I, I would say out of the probably hundreds of people that I have met and been around... Maybe I know one where that's honestly true. Now I probably know twenty or thirty or forty who've said that about themselves. And I'm yeah. thinking, no, dude, that's that's not true about you. You don't get sharper. You think you get sharper, but you, you're really not
2: yourself. Right. So anyway, I would say no. No, not okay. I I have some limited experience in this topic <laughs> as a young man, high school John. And uh I would say it's not really worth it at this point. Like if you're really looking for something to, Hey, it's legal now. Let's, you know, I'm weed curious. I want to give it a shot and see what it's all about. (laughs) It's not really that great. It's not really that worth it at this. I mean, (laughs) why dabble with it? It, it it can be addictive just like alcohol. It can, it can consume a lot of your time, thought money. It, it, I think it's not a social activity
1: that having a glass of... If it's a social activity, um, potentially, then I would change your, your social network. Yeah, I mean, having a glass of wine at, at, over at dinner at somebody's house is a very, like...
3: I think that's do- true to different cultures, though. I think there are sure. plenty of cultures who would say it is a social activity. Sure. And it yeah. is accepted. So. It's a, it's a total tricky one. I am definitely in the camp of, I don't think it's healthy or safe, um, for recreational use. Um, but we have a policy at Naomi's house, um, around this because now that it is legal, um, it's a little bit tricky. I, I doubt you guys have anything in writing here at the church about employees usage of marijuana, but we do actually, Oh, look at that. Is it, is
0: it a hundred percent legal in (sighs) DuPage County? Recreational, yeah.
2: yeah, it is yeah, 100% you just can't up to a hundred percent up to a certain amount. There's no You can purchase it. Okay, I didn't you, know where you, we yeah, were. St. Charles has two. Right,
3: I think it's Wheaton that there's no dispensaries uh, yeah, probably, allowed. Yeah, they Wheaton ruled in, that out.
2: Wheaton and Glenelg. <laughs> I think yeah, Glenelg yeah, just yeah. voted to yeah. to. Not allow a dispensary to come. Interesting. In here. Right.
3: Yeah. What were you saying? I was just saying that. So we wrote a policy just around Christian behavior in general, which is a slippery slope. Like you don't want to get legalistic about it. You don't want to say this is what you have to look like and do and can and cannot do with as an employee. Um, and so we wrote a policy just around Christian living principles. And yeah, that's good. Um, it's things like, does this behavior glorify God? And it's not just the use, usage of something that's legal. It's sure. everything you were saying too, but does it build others up and does it encourage love and good deeds? Is it, um, are you becoming a truth advocate, you know, by what you're doing and what you're not doing? Hmm. Um, is it an effective way to use your time and your talents that God's given you? I mean, there's just lots of, it's just it's just a layered question that I think we should be applying to lots of behaviors, not just marijuana. Yeah. but. From my experience, I haven't met anybody who, has, who takes or who smokes marijuana recreationally that is actually doing it for no other reason but to mask pain. And if we are masking pain, if we're trying to remove ourselves mm-hmm. from a painful situation, um, there, there are other and, and longer term healthier ways in which we can avoid that pain or deal with the pain rather than just avoid it. So mm-hmm. I think it's a dangerous slippery slope. I would say no to drugs. Hmm. This
2: is your this is your brain. Mm-hmm. This is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm. Any questions?
0: <laughs> oh, the eighties! All mm-hmm. right, all right, man. I think that's uh, that's all we have
1: today. Hang on. Yeah, I I think it is. Sin is always insanity. So we know biblically that sin brings death. So sin is is always. Um, something that undermines my life. But yet, we move towards sin thinking it's going to bring us life. Mm. So therein lies the insanity. Um, and so, whatever the sin is, um, there is a, it, it actually is undermining what I long for or most deeply need, and that would be life. And so I just, I see an insanity in popular culture in legalizing these types of drugs for recreational use. Um, under the guise of freedom. Um, well, there's a lot of
2: messy issues that go into the whole legalize it movement. Yeah. I mean, people, people mm-hmm. who will never, who hate marijuana, would never touch drugs, whatever, can make some
1: pretty good arguments for the legalization in terms of yeah but you're All right. I think let, me, you're, let me do this let me leave the legal out of it because I you know I used to teach at COD an ethics class and, <laughs> and the first time I taught I'd say hey pick an ethical issue and write me a paper I got 22 <laughs> papers 22 papers on why marijuana should be legalized wow. so I anyway Solomon had it so, in the garden man, so, so I've <laughs> read it I've read the so let me take the legal out there is an insanity to to the way we handle drugs alcohol that, and I, it is, it is in the freedom of the Christian. We've been given the spirit and we can see, we can see the insanity of it. It doesn't mean that we always have the maturity to choose it, but I'm just, I just wanted to take the soundbite 10 seconds here, whatever I've used and, and just say, as we're wrestling with what is permissible, Instead of asking how close to mm-hmm. the edge can I get without falling off why I, why don't we ask the question how close to Christ can I get how far away from sin can I get we we treat a lot of popular culture like a like a flame how close can I get to it without coming smelling like smoke or getting singed and I I think there is a much better question that Christians can ask it is how much closer to Christ can I get? That's good, man. That's really good. Why do? And I understand the value of the question. I'm glad it was asked, so the podcast can weigh in. But it, it it does highlight the fact that the Christian community is is looking at popular culture and saying, "Ooh, I wonder if that has life in it for me." And I'm telling you, life isn't isn't out in popular culture. They don't have life to offer life is found in christ that's a good good right. word i like that
0: all right well that's all the questions we have for you today if you have any further questions comments or concerns
2: don't hesitate text the next level podcast 630 474 our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels answering questions that are specific about Sunday sermon and also general questions regarding broader topics within the christian faith
3: We love God and believe that Scripture is a primary means for our getting to know Him, and our hope is that this podcast extends the learning opportunity for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, but my faith and our faith together.
1: Thanks for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to The Next Level.
3: Prophecy.